Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about self-loathing, self-hatred. So self-loathing and self-hatred are both very seriously harmful. And as you probably know, they're useless because they don't help you in life, especially when you're trying to create the life that you want. There is zero upside to self-hatred and self-loathing. So many of us fall into these patterns of self-loathing, and you may be overall content, and yet there are these little things in life that make us hate ourselves just a teeny tiny bit. It's like that dark side that lurks within us, the crazy, insecure, jealous, hateful, judgmental demon that we keep under lock and key. And as long as we aren't triggered, we're good. And then somebody triggers or we're triggered that by that deep wound. And what happens? All hell breaks loose. And this then triggers self-hatred and self-loathing. And that is after you have stopped justifying yourself. Because typically we don't go right to, oh my God, I hate myself. Or um, we loathe ourselves. We justify it first, why we're right. And we can lose a lot of friends and we can lose promotions at work and you know, society, societally, uh, you know, we can be rejected. And it's not because what society thinks matters. It's because that's what happens when we behave that way. So there are also those whose self-loathing is really deep and repetitive and all-consuming, and it keeps them really stuck in negative mental states, and it causes them to remain stuck. So the solution we, as you all know, is within you. So first, let's find out and let's ask where does self-loathing come from? And you know, it's that uneasy feeling or this anxiety that we're not quite good enough, that if we try, we'll be embarrassed. And so we don't put ourselves out there, yet we want something or we want to be in a relationship or we want someone and we want that job or we want to do that thing. And you see others do it, and you just can't seem to get there. And that eats at you because you know if you try and you fail that you'll be embarrassed, or you may not get there, or you may not be good enough, or you may be rejected. And then pretty soon you forget why you wanted to try. Yet the goal eats away at you. So you judge other people, or you speak negatively about it, and you reinforce your fears by claiming them, or you do nothing about them. And you hold it all in and you push it way back there and you try and cover it up with doing other things. And so that's another way of claiming it because you don't do anything about it. So you continue to fall into the same patterns over and over and over again. Now, the mental work of change, it can't happen unless you allow it to. You're in control of it. It's all in your hands and nothing really stops you. Nothing but your own mind. Nothing but the difference between choosing to do it or choosing not to do it. Because this world is really plastic and pliable. If you'd only try and see that, but if you're holding on to the old and you're not allowing the new in, allowing yourself to feel and think differently, you're going to experience the same reality over and over again because you're in control. So it isn't about making excuses as to why you do it. It's that recognizing that you do do it and it doesn't work for you. And 
it's hard sometimes to uncover those beliefs because what we find is there's a really deep sadness that we just don't believe we can have it, but you can have it. And I think we're the only animal or mammal or whatever you want to call it that has a plastic brain, the neuroplasticity. We can change consciously. So when you have three tips to success, 10 tips to get your ex back, okay, that's, yeah, mm -mm, that isn't going to cut it. It doesn't work and you know it. Working on yourself is going to be something that you're going to do all your life. And you're going to have a lot of pitfalls. You're going to have setbacks and obstacles. But you have to see those things as your friend. Things that are giving you an opportunity to become better. And it's simply being more confident each day with yourself that you know you can do this. So we're going to attack the origins of self-loathing in two different ways. It's internal and it is external as well because we're triggered by the external. And yet the external is also showing us and mirroring to us what our internal world is really about. So let's start with talking about the internal factors. Uh, first of all, let me say this. Stop feeling sorry for yourself because it just gets in your way. You're not a victim. Stop setting goals and then sabotaging them. First, you need to look at yourself. For example, everybody has their New Year's resolutions. And, and even when we don't have New Year's resolutions, we have, I want to get up early. I did a podcast on this. I'm going to go on a diet. And you tell yourself you're finally going to get in shape. And you even understand how your lack of fitness is affecting you, your health, your body, and your life. Your clothes don't fit. Your doctor says your blood pressure needs to come down. Your skin is a mess. And you can't walk a flight of stairs without being winded. It's all right there, all right in front of you. And you live with it every single day. And you think about it all the time. And you even dream about working out or kayaking, hiking, biking, surfing, climbing, whatever you like to do, name it. Or you think about doing. So you make a promise to yourself to get in shape, get up early, stop thinking negatively about your ex, stop thinking negatively about relationships, stop obsessing and looking at social media to see what someone is doing or not doing. And then you break that promise to yourself. And a few weeks into your resolution, you're back where you started. Okay. You're watching Netflix. You're talking on the phone and you are talking trash. You're eating food that isn't even close to nutritious. You see, we're back in the same habits. Why do we do that? Because self-loathing actually comes from not trying and not keeping the promise that you made to yourself. And that is something very, very important because what you're saying is, I'm not valuable. My health doesn't matter. And you've got only one job in this life, and that's to take care of yourself first. And when we repeatedly fail, it's because of old habits and patterns that we aren't aware of based in old negative beliefs. And this is what creates a victim mentality because you feel you're incapable of taking care of yourself. You feel you're incapable of having the body that you want, living the life that you want. You feel that you're incapable or not worthy or not enough to have the relationship that you want. So then what we do is we begin to judge other people and we make snarky comments about what they do. And 
what would be the difference if you just started creating? But instead, more negative habits and patterns happen because that's what you create when you get into the negative cycle and you're judging other people and you're making snarky comments. So it's really hard to shake it off if you're not using your awareness. And that's why the very first thing that I start with is awareness. So you have to get out of the comfort zone of being an asshole. And you're not really an asshole, but you act like one when you're caught up in the negative state of mind. People don't want to be around you. Look at the people that you're around. Are they assholes? Are they in a negative state of mind? Do you think it's really funny you know, to be snarky and to be shitty? Because then that's what you believe about yourself and about others. It feels better to be mean and cruel than it does to feel positive and happy. And that's an old cycle. And it's not an easy job to do this, I know, because we try and do it every day. And we do do it every day. So you're going to get out of your comfort zone and you're going to break the habit and pattern, which means you're going to then make better choices. So if we look at your identity that you built up for yourself and how you relate to yourself, meaning what you call yourself, the words that you speak, the actions that you take, your mind adds context to all of this and it gives meaning to the actions that you do or don't take. And as always, it's working and it's filling and it's filing and it's putting things away in their respective places. And these are the habits and patterns of putting those things in their place. It's a belief that you have. And then you create these patterns and it just perfectly falls exactly where it's supposed to. Life goes on. You don't have to do anything different. But I want you to do something. I want you to go outside and I want you to look at nature or find some ivy that's growing and notice the habit and the pattern of the ivy. It's programmed to be an ivy plant, and it never stops being what it is. We have the gift of being able to alter who we are. And over and over again, ivy repeats the pattern and creates more ivy. But we, and we do the same thing if we're not paying attention to our thoughts, our feelings, and our words, and our actions. We have the gift of being able to alter ourselves and in, end life and then the outer world by changing ourselves. And it's from the brain, the consciousness that we apply, and we train our neural networks to use them. So this then becomes our new habit and pattern. Whatever our input is, whatever we continue to habitually pattern, that's what we'll get back. So what you do and what you think and what you feel actually cause you to take the actions and you believe that they dictate who you are. You believe these things. You don't even know it. But as you speak, you tell people about who you are. For example, you'll say, I'm a couch potato. I like to lay around and watch HBO while the truth deep down is you believe that you're just a lazy person because you were probably told that, you know, when you were a kid or you're hiding behind, I'm not good enough. So I'm going to sit on the couch and I'm going to watch other people do it on TV. And I'm going to feel what's happening on TV. You know, when you're watching, you suspend your disbelief and you get into it and you believe that what you see is happening and it's triggering your emotions. Pay attention to that. 
your relationships, you'll think, are all failures. Therefore, the truth is you really believe that you're not lovable underneath that all. So you keep yourself safe and you watch Netflix or HBO and you don't get out there and you don't do the things that you truly want to do. And I'm not blaming HBO or Netflix. That's just a medium that people watch and they entertain themselves. That's fine. Be aware of it. I'm using it as an example. It's your behavior that speaks to who you really believe yourself to be, your behavior. Underneath it all, those are the hidden beliefs and they show themselves in the 3D world. You aren't what you intend to do. You are what you actually do. What you do doesn't necessarily make you who you are, but the more you lock yourself into a certain habit and pattern, the more you identify with the habit and pattern, each time you do the same thing, it just reconfirms it. Think about the ivy plant. The difference is, is an ivy plant isn't going to change its nature unless somebody comes in and alters it. It doesn't do it itself. Maybe unless it's diseased, but it's still an ivy plant. It might be a sick ivy plant. It might be a healthy ivy plant. It's always an ivy plant. So this is why people's habits spiral out of control. For example, drinking, drugs, cheating, ghosting, lying, yelling, screaming, being abusive, threatening, not doing the workout, making excuses. And then that becomes your habit and pattern caused all by being unaware of what you're doing because you're not paying attention. And then that makes you feel like you're more out of control and you don't have your relationship and you're not going to get the promotion and you're never going to lose the weight and you're never going to. So what do you do when you start binge eating and you start binge drinking? You start to harm yourself in ways that you know you shouldn't because you're trying to quiet that thing within you, that belief that says you're really not good enough and you got to get aware enough to see that that's really what's going on. And then you have to say, I'm going to change it. And then you need to follow through. And when you start to do that, you will bend reality because you're bending yourself. Your neural networks are not allowing the old habits and patterns to speak. You're speaking consciously. So we do this by taking a hard look at ourselves. That's the self that you believe is unlovable or is unworthy and can never be good enough. That's the self that doesn't feel like you could actually have a great relationship or someone love you or a better life without it being a shit show. But you really want something that is loving and calm. And you can have better relationships and do everything that you want. But in order to do that, you have to change your actions by choosing to consciously change them. Your superpower is an awareness and making the choices to become aware and then to choose those different habits and patterns and then to choose not to break the promise to yourself to be a better person or to be who you want to be. And if you choose to stay as you are, that's fine too. Now you're going to know why you're uncomfortable. It's a choice. When your actions get locked into habits and patterns, they become your character traits. And then those character traits are your excuses to get you off the hook. You sabotage yourself to the point where you actually really do harm to yourself by being unhappy and lonely and empty. And at the end of the day, bitter. So you either stop making excuses and accept yourself or you have to choose differently. And you don't have to do what anybody wants you to do. You do what feels right to you. And you don't have to do it now. You can do it whenever you're ready. 
but you're getting the information. And when you apply it to your life, it will change exactly how you see it changing. And that can be positive or that can be negative. It's up to you. It's running your life. And that's what you need to know. So all of this stuff, this hatred of self, this loathing, this guilt, this shame, they are really things that protect our very fragile ego. It's a projection of the ego in an attempt to protect itself because the ego always wants to be the center of everything. And it loves making excuses. And it wants to know who's watching, who will listen, who will feed it. And you want to know why you can't do something and why the things are the way that they are? Because the ego is saying, this is the reason why. So we want to escape the trap of the self-loathing and the negative ego that may makes excuses as to why you can't really be the best. That's not helping you. And it's scary to change our mindset because we're going to let go of something that you know and are the most comfortable with. You intimately know this thing. It's been your blankie and you cover yourself in it. And when you let go of it, you're in free fall because you don't know what it's going to feel like to be without it and enter into a new state of mind. Now, this is why we use our imagination. This is why we practice in our imagination and in our feeling and in our new mental states. And then when we actually get out there in the world and we take action, it reinforces it. So use Netflix or HBO or or whatever you watch as a really great example. You suspend your disbelief and you believe that what you're watching is actually happening and it triggers all of these feelings and these thoughts. And then it it affects you on a very profound level. It's an emotion. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit in front of positive things in front of the TV or negative things? And you see, now you see how you can reinforce it. You suspend the belief that you have that you're not a good person. And you get into the imaginative or the imagination state of mind and state of being of what it would feel like when to let go of your old habits and patterns and to be this new person. So in order to change it, you realize it and you're not, you're going to realize, okay, you're not really comfortable. You're not really good yet at suspending the old because you still believe it but you're not going to believe it anymore. And yeah, there's a little bit of a struggle there, but you're going to feel this anyway. And once you begin to feel it and you believe it more, and then you take the action and you focus on doing it, the feedback that you get from the world is great. There's no excuse. There's no rationalization. If you hate yourself, you get to tell yourself that story. And if you love yourself and you feel successful, you get to tell yourself, that story. So are you tired of your bullshit yet? Are you bored of your bullshit? Are you tired of being the girl or the guy that comes home and everybody pitied you because you're still single and you can't find somebody? And have you ever really asked yourself, do you want another person in your life? Do you need that? Because you know, you really don't have to have that. Or were you sold that bill of goods? Or is the truth that you're still replaying the old self-loathing? You're not good enough. And that you were told that you were always going to be single and you'd never find somebody. And you know what? You can bend all of this to your will. You can reframe it. You can get into a different mindset. You can see that the things that you were told were not real. 
and that what is really real is what you make real. And based on that, you'll experience that. But you have to shut out the old. And you've got to come to terms with that it is what you have believed. And then you have to know, but I'm in control and I can choose because choice is your superpower. So now you can use your superhuman powers to choose differently. And you can know for a fact that that's going to be what will be because you have the power. You need to get yourself mentally and emotionally naked and you need to look in the mirror. And I'm saying this metaphorically. You can do it if you want in the physical world. That's fine. But you get naked. You look at your truth of what you've created. And the world is your mirror. It mirrors back to you everything that you believe about yourself. Remember, those beliefs are so deep and hidden that they're not hidden because your life shows. Well, it's actually, I take that back. It's, they are hidden. And there is in the Bible that verse that, says that the fruits of your labors will always, right? Like it'll always show you the fruits of your labors, your life. And so what are we laboring over? And if we're always laboring over self-loathing, then that's what the fruit will be produced from our tree. But what if we're laboring over something really positive? So we have to ask ourselves, what am I laboring over? Crappy feelings, old relationships? You know, can I really embrace something new? How much of your power do you give away in relationships? And I bet you never asked yourself that question. And when you do, you'll start to realize things like, God, I put so much emphasis on what the other person thinks about me and how they love me and what they give me. And I never ask myself if I love them if I'm really interested in them, because I'm so hung up on the attention that they give me. And what you don't realize is that desperation is felt by the other person on a very subliminal level, and they might not be able to handle it. It might be too much for them. And that isn't love anyway, because love just loves. Remember, it's patient, it's kind, it's all of those things. But instead, what you're doing is you're desperate for their attention and love, because it fills a void of you not loving yourself. And without that person, you don't feel like you can live. So you repeat the same patterns over and over again because you don't know how to love yourself. Like I remember thinking, what the hell does that mean? And it begins by being kind to yourself, by seeing the beauty of who you are. And as you listen to this, I hope you're not getting comfortable in what I'm saying, like, oh my God, I can totally relate. And that, I don't want you to remain comfortable. I want you to be uncomfortable so that you change. Are you afraid to fail? Are you afraid to try? So I say, get mentally and emotionally naked with yourself. There are factors that most people in everyday life wouldn't consider. Like, for example, I think that some, I can't even think of who it is, but there's this actor. And if you saw him on the street, you probably wouldn't say, oh, he's really handsome. But I think he's really handsome because you fall for their their essence, the way that they carry themselves with a certain confidence and a swagger. And the energy behind the characters they play engage us. And they make us feel so engaged in life. 
and you know they don't change anything about themselves. They show up as they are. And they love to show humanity humanity. Uh, they show us life. But you know what an actor shows us is you, you change your thoughts. You can be anything that you want. You can even get on screen and play another person. And the person watching is believing everything that you're acting out because those actors believe it themselves. They become that to create that character. The best actors become that. And you can do this too. So I use this as an example. Don't blow it out of proportion that then we're faking it. It Think about it. An actor has to get into the character of the being that they're portraying. They have to believe it through and through. And when you watch, you believe it too. So what's real? I want you to think about that. Not what social media tells you. You need to own and love yourself. You want to be confident in every single bit of yourself when you look in the mirror. You love your curves. You love your belly. You love no hair or you're balding or what your nose is a bit crooked, but it gives you character and it's beautiful. Own your wrinkles. Own your aging. It's stunningly beautiful and radiate your beauty. But first you have to say to yourself, this is beautiful. It's how I was created. Go tell an oak tree when it has a bent arm, it's not beautiful. Are you kidding? Why is it that we can see such beauty in the diversity in nature, but we can't see it in humanity? We all have to be the same with this crap that we're fed on social media. And then you try and bend yourself into something that you were never meant to be, and you wonder why you're hurting. Your life becomes better by loving yourself, all of yourself. So with the plethora of environmental factors designed to exploit your insecurities, makes you hate yourself and do everything to fix this alleged void that shouldn't be there anyway, that void should be filled with love. Males get it. Females get it. Non-gender, non-binary get it. You got it from your parents. You got it from growing up. You got it from experiences that hurt. Parents are fallible. People are fallible. Forgive them and forgive yourself. Take the time to be a conscious observer of what causes you to feel the way that you feel. And just doing that and following it down the rabbit hole, those feelings will subside. How can you be greater? What will you do? What will you choose to be greater? And if you can be greater than that, what does that look like? Become that character of greater. You have to take action if you want to fix the self-loathing. And you have to simultaneously work on yourself even when you feel flawed. You improve, but you do it from a place of power, not from a place of lack. And you're going to get the proof because the outer world will reflect the inner world and you can make it a game. Oops, got to fix that. Go home, rewrite the script and do it over again. Forgive the person or the thing that reflected back to you something that didn't make you feel great and change it to make it feel good. Use it. So if you have social anxiety, do something like 
Ask somebody for the time. If you're struggling with your body, start to look into fitness. Instead of thinking, I'm going to go run five miles or two miles, why don't you go walk a half a mile? Do it in short spurts of successes and stack those successes up. I made a podcast about that. And instead of running away from the things that make you you, integrate them into the beauty of who you are and amplify them, not in a showy, egotistical way, but it's your solid, consistent core of who you truly are. You have to remember, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it, because the truth is you can, and you're not going to know it until you actually practice it. Anyway, uh, this is how you actually make the world a better place. And I hope you do make the world a better place. And thank you for listening.